Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always is the lovely and talented Mr. Pat. Hey everybody, how are you? Good morning, Patrick. How are you today? Very tired, Richard. And yourself? Oh, well... We were planning a little inside baseball, everybody. We were planning on doing this at midnight last night. Yeah, it didn't work out. I was tired. Pat sends me a text, not able to stay up, must do tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay, fine. Now, a smart man would have gone to bed. Yes. Yes. Obviously, you did not. <laughs> no. Instead, I watched Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers. Um, oh, no. Which is widely considered to be his worst film um so why would you do such a thing i don't know it was 80 okay. minutes i was like uh, all right well i have 80 minutes i can, <laughs> I can you know i'll be fine i can polish so, off an hour and a half sure <laughs> yeah sure i was full of vim and vigor at, at midnight so uh, you know i was like all right I'm, i can do this and i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not nearly his worst film it's not that bad Okay. Like, if you I, go in with literally zero expectations of a good film, which I did because everybody's telling me, oh my God, it's unwatchable, it's blah, blah. No, it's pretty funny. Okay. It's not, okay. it's not Clerks. It's no, not no. Dogma. It's not Mallrats. Dogma but, is great. Yeah, it's dopey as hell. Right, which is what you expect from Kevin Smith. Oh, no, I mean, it's really dopey. Okay. Um, it's basically a cross between. Um, let's see. How would I? I would say, uh, Clerks, Gremlins, and the Island of Doctor Moreau, kinda. Oh, good God! <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp is really good in it. Um, okay. Uh, it's the first movie. Fe- it's like I think his kid's first starring role, and she she's gonna be a really good actor someday. Um, she you can see it. Who Johnny uh, Depp's kid? And Kevin Smith's kid. Oh, oh, oh okay. so they play they play Colleen and Colleen who run a uh, who are working at a convenience store up in Canada. The whole movie takes place in Canada. Of course, um, of course. Of course, the 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 Canadian accents are way over the top and and fairly bad. Um, <laughs> and there's some there's some dopey stuff in it that I was like, oh, okay, I could live without this. Mm, but yeah. I'll tell you. Ralph Garman is in it, and Ralph Garman is the co-host of Kevin Smith's Hollywood Babylon podcast, and uh, he play, he's got a very big part in it, and he is absolutely amazing okay. as this okay. person. I don't want to give too much away. No, Guys, no, no. I'm telling you, you should, it, if you Just get go in with, with very low people, expectations. Go in with no say. expectations whatsoever. Be like, well, Rich thinks this isn't complete dog crap, so... <laughs> That's so. That's my review. Not complete dog crap. I would go so far as to say, um, I'm going to go two and a half stars out of five. So it's it's middle of the road. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I liked it more than I liked Jay and Silent Bob reboot. But it wasn't great. I mean, I liked the way they tried to go with it, but it wasn't great. Oh, you saw it too? Yeah. When did you see that? Uh, I don't know. It's that's a somewhat older movie. No, that came out this year, my friend. Oh, then I did not That's see it. The new, new one. Oh, no, Jay then and Silent I did not Bob reboot. Not Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which uh, is pretty good. 
Uh, But yeah, Jansound by Reboot, I didn't care for. I thought it was a little too inside baseball, but I want to watch it again, so I think I enjoyed it more than I think I enjoyed it. Okay. Does that make sense? (laughs) That does make sense. The fact that you can say, I want to watch it again, means it's better than you thought at first. Yeah, like I feel that there's more there, (laughs) that maybe I was just in a bad mood when I watched it. That's a possibility. Yeah, That's yeah, something yeah. you have to be careful of with Kevin Smith movies. Your mood actually affects how the movie is going to go. Any movie. I've seen tons of movies yeah. where I was like, that movie was dark. I didn't like, okay, I'm preparing to lose thousands of subscribers we don't have. I didn't like Pulp Fiction the first time I saw it. Yeah, you're crazy. Now I you're know. officially crazy. I know. <laughs> I'm talking to the man who doesn't like Spider-Man 2. I know from crazy. So... <laughs> Then I saw it again, and I was like, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah. I think it it suffered from, this is the greatest movie you're ever going to see, man. It's so good. And I'm like, all right, Uh, fine. Okay. Okay. I I call that the the Eraserhead Syndrome. I've never seen that movie. Don't bother. Um, I have heard not to bother. I saw that in college, and my friend, director Doug Langway, let me drop that name, um, <laughs> it, like five people are going to be like, oh, he knows Doug. Yeah, I went to school with Doug. Um, I went to grammar school with Doug. So, yeah. Um, uh, it was like, oh, I can't believe you're going to see it. I would love to see it again for the first time. I'm so jealous. And, dig, probably, uh... cool. and I was like, okay, cool. I <laughs> literally walked out of the screening and punched him. <laughs> right in the chest. Hey, by like, the way, you Ugh. deserve this clock. He's like, "Hey, how was I?" Went. <laughs> he was like, "Ow!" <laughs> I was like, "I may never forgive you for that. It's possible." That <laughs> <laughs> bad. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it was Fair torturous. But anyway, well, let's go into something that is not torturous. Not at all. Um, the Lions Cry, episode uh, sixteen, 16. of Ultraman Z. Air dated last Friday, 10 10 2020. Oh, 10 yeah. 10 2020. Neat. Um, Wouldn't it have been 10 9 if it was Friday? But it was Japan. Days. It was already Saturday. Oh, 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 oh. okay. When so you said Friday. Roswell, my friend. Yeah. I know. We see it on Friday because, you know, we have the a time, time difference. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, so that's that's how that works. That's right. Um, directed by uh, Yasushi Ochi and screenplay by Takaka. Uh, Takao Nakano. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the day has come for Horoboros, a monster that Yuka saw as a child, to awaken from its long slumber. The key to appeasing the raging Horoboros lies in a mysterious word recorded in an ancient document. Yuka sets out to decipher the writing, but Kaburagi's dark power is reaching out to Horoboros. Yes. Fair. Yeah. I so, like that nice little TV guide. Two lines. Here you go. This is what you're going to see. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I this was a good episode um, for a, a couple of reasons. One, they mentioned that the scrolls they've been looking at are the Pacific Papers, right? Which are the same Pacific Papers that were in Ultraman Orb. Ah, so they're trying to tie it together. I yeah, got you. Me, being that we were watching them, kind of concurrently you it doesn't it doesn't quite like it's not quite of a oh my goodness as it would have been had we you know seen ultraman orb when it came out yeah yeah yeah. right so um so we got a crazy uh brings a lot of monster samples 
and creates a lot of kaiju medals. What I liked about that, it was like when you're a kid at a gumball machine and uh, you're putting stuff in to get like some sort of trading card or something. You're like, yep. need him, got him, got him, got him, got him, need him, yep. got him, got him. <laughs> yeah. And the and problem I, is I, it's a lot more of got him's than actually need him's because right. it, there's so many duplicates of the things that nobody right. wants. That's like me at the flea market buying movies now. I'm like, nope, got him, got him, got him, got him. Who yeah. need him? Yeah, like, <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I feel bad. I go see dealers and like, nothing you like. I'm like, I like it all, but I have it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. So, you know, when uh, you get a guy down there, he's got 500 titles on his table, but they're all common. And you're like, really? Like, yeah. yeah. It, well, he's like, got to sell what everybody might buy. Not just, he can't particularly yeah, sell to just you. The problem is he's got, uh, he's selling what everybody's already bought. Like, you know what I mean? It's all stuff yeah, that, you. like, oh, great. Like, nobody owns Men in Black 1. You know? Like, <laughs> True. I got yeah. you. No one has Jurassic Park. I mean, uh, like, yeah, somebody will buy it eventually, but more likely than not, somebody already owns Jurassic Park. Right. Most people already own Jurassic yeah. Park and Men in Black. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. So, you know, there, how many copies of, I don't know, Forrest Gump do you need? I'll I probably that. need still one. You need none. Oh, you need one? I have one. If you have an extra, I'll take it because I, I, I will don't have de- one. definitely get rid of that for you. Okay. Um, there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it used to be one of my favorite movies. And then I watched it again recently and I was like, this is a propaganda film. Wait a minute. Really? You think? Yeah. You think it is? Holy cow. I was young and dumb when it came out. So, you know, <laughs> now I'm old and slightly less dumb and more cynical. So, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, I, I really think that the. Uh, that that is literally a reference, though, um, with Celebro to Japanese gashapon machines, which are machines with little toys in it that are at everywhere in Japan. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I and every like every series has gashapon stuff. Like, and apparently the gashapon is a is an onomatopoeia of the sound that it makes when you put the coin in and turn it, and it falls into the thing. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. So I got what that's, you're that's yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Yuga becomes eccentric in The Legend of Horoboros's Awakening, knowing full well that its return happened on the same day the sun was facing a sunspot phenomenon. Yes. So we open the episode up with a little girl looking at a sleeping Horoboros. Horoboros, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. I really yeah, did really like cool. that visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, what's this good? Wait a minute. What's going on here? So um, so she gets Hebekora's permission. She drags Haruki out uh, along to her hometown. Right, and, just because uh, all of this stuff is heavy. I wonder who could lift it. And Haruki's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Don't look at me. Too- well, oh. The best part was Yoko goes, oh, tragedy. I have told them I will help with the maintenance of the robots. And she hightails it out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best deadpan delivery. She's like, oh, no, I wish I could help, but alas, I cannot see it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> alas, I cannot. I got to go by. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't leave Skidmark. She left so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so in a, in a, in a uh, uh, women be packing um, kind of scene, we get to see uh, her walking through the streets of her hometown with uh, Haruki carrying a giant stack of stuff on his back. 
Yeah, that was the greatest. He's carrying this gigantic pack of just different nonsense. And she's running around. Oh, you got to see this. Oh, you got to see that. Oh, you got to go over here. Oh, we got to yeah. get this. Oh, we got. And he's like, oh, come on. My favorite, my favorite thing is that, like, she's just walking. And she's like, come on, let's go. And he's just like, oh, come on already. <laughs> it's very heavy. And it, like I said, it, it's not just a straight line. She's going back, forth, left, right, all over the place. And how come you're not keeping up? Meanwhile, yeah. he's got the giant pack on his back. Yeah. And, she's like, um, is this a piece of our bars? Maybe this is one of his fingernails. You know, she's running around all manic. And finally, she literally hits Pater and digs up a fossilized conch shell. And um, she's like, I wonder if this is a new species or this is exciting. And... Um, Haruki's like, really? It's a shell. Like, that's yeah. not where well, I... <laughs> he. Meanwhile, poor Haruki is is just like, how did I get dragged into this? You know, I should have tried to fix the robot. I should have cleaned up the robot. Yeah, he should have known as soon as he's, somebody says, oh, I have an idea. Go, oh, I, I was just about to go. I, yeah. I want to help, but I got to go do my job. Somewhere oh, yeah. Else. I'm on <laughs> overnight tonight. <sighs> got to get in that sleep. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Yuka reminisces about her past with her great grandmother, who told her about the legend of Horoboros and the spot, and that she was forbidden to go to the mountain. You can't go to the mountain. No mountains. Of course, no right. mountains. So, of course, what does a like five year old do? But go to the mountain. Go right to the mountain. Of course, yeah. that's a, exactly immediately. <laughs> so she got lost, and um, she go. You know, it's in the middle of the night. She goes out. And she catches a glimpse of the monster, and uh, everyone except great grandmother was like, "Yeah, whatever. You saw Horaboras, whatever. Sure." And her, <laughs> her grandmother's like, "Oh, that was pretty cool. I bet that's really awesome." Um, and that's what led Yuka uh, to become a monster researcher, right. um, which, by the way, is a job I didn't know I wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so you know, it's hey, she hasn't been killed yet, so that's nice. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I've lost where I was going. Um. So, um, boy, I really misplaced my notes. Okay, so they're wandering in the park. They find the conch shell. Um, they lead to the modernized location of the spot where she used to discover Horaboros. And the sunset phenomenon is about to occur at noon. And when it does, right. Horaboros comes right out of the ground. Oh, and creates so much destruction i like the fact that they are just you know what we don't need this city at all let's just destroy everything <laughs> yeah they're really going overboard on this they're like yeah uh -huh. we're gonna blow up a bunch of stuff and what i love is like they're blowing up a bunch of stuff but they're doing it calculatingly enough that they're like we're not we don't have to build a lot of props to wreck <laughs> because <laughs> fair enough fair yeah, enough because we've got a big building for these guys to fight into very shortly which is the stupidest i'm sorry i don't mind them pushing into the building but then the building has to crumple effectively and this one didn't for me maybe it's, one okay. of them, maybe it's one of them snappy earthquake reinforced buildings they go high rise in newly modern yeah. Japan, but still, if you get it's not quite an earthquake 
from the bottom. It's no, getting true. pushed in from the side. So yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm I mean, the glass shattered. That. that was cool. I'll give yeah. that. Um, so anyways, but that's cool. So uh, still very upset that he lost his Belial medal. Um, oh, wait. First off, uh, Haruki... Um, he gets turned into the... Yeah. He has the beta smash transformation. Oh, well, no. Well, first the first things first. He tries to oh, lull the monster to sleep. I forgot. Um, so reading article of the Pacific Records, she decides to use the sound of the ocean waves with like a speaker bar uh, to try to lull the monster to sleep. Right. Um, but um, instead of calming him down, he gets that's where he gets really mad and shoots out lightning all over the place. Good Lord. Yeah. Then uh, Haruki transforms into Zet, uh, Beta Smash, like you said, and they start tussling out. Now, this is great because she's on her little tablet trying to read stuff, and they're fighting like right next to her. <laughs> right behind her, exactly. Yeah. It was like, could you guys knock it off? I'm trying, I'm to, trying read. to read. Could you keep it down just a little? Not <laughs> knock that building down, please. Come on. Yeah, they're just they're just <laughs> smacking each other, doing flips and and, and horror bars has always been like a, a a grappling kind of monster, and it's great because they just they're rolling, they're 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 clawing at each other. It's it's a lot of fun. Yes, it um, certainly is. Then she realizes, oh, maybe the conch shell is related. So she, I think she scans it. Uh, it's as they were getting knocked into the buildings that she sees the conch shell, a different conch shell, and realizes, ooh, I need to use a conch shell because that's part of the area. This area yeah. was all ocean, and this conch shell was ocean when the last time Horrorborus was alive. But, and yeah, and it should be able to generate the melody that she's looking for. Right. Um, right. So she does that, and he starts calming down. Um, now, meanwhile, uh, Celebro gets, uh, shows up and still being kind of salty from not having his Belio medal anymore. Um, he uh, throws the Galactron Mark II and Gilvalis medals into Horoboros, uh, right. transforming it into what he calls Metsuboros. Right. And that it added cold, big, big claws that had mm -hmm. guns on where the wrists, you know, like the Wolverine claws would be. They mm -hmm. were actually guns, and his hands turned into gigantic claws. Oh, it was cool. And uh, then, then we, uh, you know, uh, Zet gets his uh, keister handed to him fairly well. well. Also, you got to know, you got to remember, as he's as he's trying to fight Zet, he actually knocks down like an elevated roadway. Oh yeah, that miniature was <coughs> amazing. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. That's where the money went in. That's yeah. where the money came in because they were like, <laughs> "Look, we had to build a very complicated thing here, so don't wreck too much stuff until we have to use the big building prop and the elevated roadway prop." Exactly. That's exactly. where the that's where the money shot is. Um, <laughs> and then who shows up but King Joe? And you mm -hmm. forget that. Oh yeah, that's right. He's in this. And uh, <laughs> I like I like when when somebody who you shouldn't really be surprised by shows up, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're in this show, too. Um, and he just unloads some Padania missiles on him. Um, and, you know, even King Joe's not able to, to hold them off. Right, because he shoots some missiles, and then the monster somehow blasts the missiles in midair so they oh, don't yeah. hit him. Yeah, that was pretty was cool. was a cool visual. Yeah. 
Um, so Zet transforms into Delta Rise Claw after Yuka uh, requests him to like mercy kill him. Like he's in pain right. because he's right. been mutated into this whatever. Um, and then he uses utilizes the Belia Rock um, to kill it, and it leaves behind its mechanical parts. Yes. And then yes. Horoboros goes to the afterlife. Now, now uh, as it's rising into the sky, it turns into some sort of weird mist, becomes a butterfly, and in the middle of the butterfly, we see a Barossa. Right. And he comes down in a barrage of energy bullets, and the episode ends. I was like, exactly. oh, just when you didn't remember this knucklehead, and you're like, now he shows back up. Oh, um, trust me, it took me a good little while to figure out what the Barossa was. I'm like, I know that monster, I know that monster. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> all my notes. <laughs> what was great is, like, I wonder if the mechanical parts of um, Metsuboros are going to be used to uh, modify King Johanny. It's a possibility. Because it's a possibility. Yuka's not going to be, uh, like, just going to, you know, leave that stuff around. No, no, you got to no. use that stuff. You She's like, well, well, I've got all this. This is fit. I need to have this stuff. It's very important. <laughs> I liked course. I liked the brief transformation scene in this one, too. I thought it was because they, they snapped that quick. That was yeah, there was an instant transformation into the, which one was it? Hold on. The Gamma what? Future. That Even the beta smash was fast. It was faster. Beta yeah. smash was, you know, they still have to use the headspace kind of deal. Yeah, but it wasn't that, but but it was, it was fast. So much faster. Yes. Yes. Um, let's see here. The only trivia we have here is the scene where Alien Barossa 2 ambushed Ultraman Z features musical piece of Night on Bald Mountain. Okay. Sure. I missed that. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. So that's fine. You know, that's yeah. surprise. That's yeah. A thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, Horrorboros isn't isn't my favorite adversary, um, but you know they've got the suit. They got to use it every year until it yeah, can't no. be used no more. Um, exactly. I get it. I get it. And, you know they do they did it a little differently this time, and that's fine. I like that he's a guardian monster, sort of most of the time, but not this time. Um, and I had, you know, I had a little revelation about the 333 years, and Go ahead. I cannot remember it for the life of. Me. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, it was at I was at work the other day, and I was like, hold on a second, if they knew, and I can't for the life oh, of me remember gotcha. what. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna nag me, that's but uh, yeah, that's fine. Can do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, that's a, you know, it was a good, good episode. It yeah. was a good episode. Yeah. And it was basically, it was, I love the fact that it was basically all set up to, to bring Barossa uh, back. back into the mix. Exactly. So I wonder how long exactly. that's going to be. Like, how many episodes this Barossa thing is going to take? Because there's a whole bunch of scrillion of them. <laughs> there's the 10,000, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, you're right. 10,000. But now, did you watch the previews for next week's episode? Yeah, I think so. Because Hit it shows... Again, I don't remember. That's fine. That's fine. It shows that the belly rock, his little space needle... Oh, yeah. ...now has its own mind and might actually work for the Barossa and not Zet. So now that's we get right. to see how that's going to work out. That's sure, right. Sure, 
I kind of have an idea as it is a Ultraman series, which way it's going to go, but it's at least interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think like, uh, I love the fact that it's basically like, it's, you know, the Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy of, of oh, yeah. Tokusatsu. <laughs> like, it, like, so <laughs> dummy, who are we going to kill today? I think we should kill that monster. You know, like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now that was a—I don't know what—a two hundred year old reference. Uh, for... Oh yeah, the kids today have no idea. We barely have an idea, but kids mm-hmm. have no idea. Well, we know them <laughs> from watching game shows when we were kids. Yeah, like, and your parents were like, "Oh, they are big stars." And you're like, "It's a guy with a puppet." Yeah, and How then is you he find famous? out. Yeah, then you find out years later, and the ventriloquist acts were big. Yeah, back and then there was Waylon and Madden on radio. Which is right. even weirder because you're like, it's an audio medium. How is a ventriloquist good on an audio medium? Because you can never see his lips move, Pat. That's why he's <laughs> phenomenal. He's the best in the business. Oh, God, no. I mean, it had to be that he was big on vaudeville or something. Yeah. And then they yes. were just like, well, let's bring him on radio. And somebody went, um, hey, Frank, do you really. Just put them on the radio. People will Just tune in. People are dumb. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there, there were Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy movies. I know. Okay. I know. Where Charlie McCarthy was the second build, and I use this quote, and I use this term uh, very loosely, super loosely, actor of the uh-huh. film. Like, and yeah. they're terrible. Oh, I would imagine. I, I oh, have yeah. no thought of seeing well, no if wanna, desire. If you want to go to archive.org, um, you can see things like Charlie McCar- McCarthy, detective, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go because there are good movies that were released back then. This is not one of them. Uh, just <laughs> let, do, let not your heart be troubled. You're not missing anything. I, I didn't think I was. <laughs> don't think I, I don't think I made the 15 minute mark. <laughs> okay, fair and enough. It's a short movie. It's like an hour and six minutes or something. And you didn't. And make I didn't make it a more. quarter of the way through. I <laughs> was like, great. I cannot. I cannot. I can't. I. I can't That's fathom <laughs> how this worked. Yeah, and people are like, and they're talking to Charlie McCarthy, like, oh, Charlie, you know, blah blah. And I'm like, there's a man holding a doll. Yeah. You see that, right? You you do see that. <laughs> And they're talking to him like he's a person. And it's not even like they did it like the Muppets do it, where you at least hide the guy. The guy has to be in scene. Right. Right. (laughs) And you're just like, what? Like, listen, old man, why are you talking to me through this wooden doll? Can we just get figure out who killed this person already? Right. Right. At least with the Charlie Chan movies. You knew who the killer was in the first five minutes, but it's how he figured it out throughout. I've the never story seen a Charlie Chan movie. Oh, they are they are a racist. problematic. No way about it. No <laughs> word around it. They are racist. Well, let's but, have let's have Charlie Chan's entire family be Asian except for Charlie Chan. Yes. Yes. That's like bad makeup. Okay. It's like it's like, yeah, let's just get Warner Oland and Sydney Tollier and we'll literally scotch tape their eyes yep. to make them slanty. Yep. And it's like, really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
it's not like there weren't Asian guys I know. working in film in America then. But people are like, we're not going to, no one's going to go see a Asian guy playing an Asian guy in a movie. <sighs> what? <laughs> oh my God. I know. Oh I, know. God. I know. I know. Oh. Yes, it was, America. It was we, even worse. Breakfast some... at Tiffany's with with Mickey oh, Rooney as your god. Yeah, guy. yeah. That's terrible. another. That's another thing, you know. And Breakfast at Tiffany's is charming enough that in between viewings you forget about that. Yep. And the minute he shows up, you're like, oh no! Yeah, I forgot. No, oh, man, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. no. You know, it's like watching anything and having Ron Jeremy show up. It just ruins the part. Ruins so, the whole thing. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's it for right now. Um, we're going to be back in a minute, and we're going to cover another episode of Ultraman Lego. So we'll be back after this. Hello? No. Yeah, sure. Oh, wait, hold on. There you are! (laughs) Ah. Yeah. I just noticed there's a little camera icon that somehow I must have hit accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Have I mentioned I'm not computer literate? That's staying in. All right. Oh, Sorry. Good times. We're back uh, with more of the Science Patrol. Um, uh, and he's well, pointing out was... how computer illiterate I actually am. Oh, by leaving I didn't me. have to. You pointed it out yourself. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. I, I was like, oh, he's here. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, let's see. Uh, what did I want Ultraman to set or Ultraman yeah. layout? Oh, sorry. No, Ultraman, I have your copy of uh, both issues of the comic book, which I'll get to you. Okay. Um, and um, I did receive, finally, my Ultraman Ginga package from Mill Creek in the mail. Very so, nice. Uh, we're going to review that shortly. I'll do a Sounds little, good. A little uh, mini episode review of that. And uh, that's coming up, so check your feed. Oh, um, people have been asking where... The episode of the podcast is where we cover uh, Ultraman Orb. I saw that. Four and five. I saw that. I did a little research. Go ahead. Remember when the recorder crapped out and erased everything on the card? And we're like, oh, we'll just re record it. Yeah, that's the one we were supposed to re record it. Ah. That and that episode of Taiga that we somehow skipped, that I can't remember why we skipped it. So there are two gaps. Uh, if you guys are listening and you're following along from the beginning, like some of you maniacs are doing, and we love you for it. Um, yeah, there are two missing ones. Um, what I'm going to do is put two placeholder episodes in there that are temporary that say, hi, these episodes were lost. Um, and eventually, uh, someday, we'll get around to re-recording them and uh, at least giving you maybe a mini episode where we talk about, yes, they were great, etc. Um, <laughs> whatever. Who knows? Um, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, we're just a lot. 
middle of global pandemic, less time to do things than I had before. Don't know yeah, how that works. Don't know how. Don't yeah. know how. And it's not like we've just descended into the point uh, of we're, we're of building our own houses and building yeah. everything that we need yeah, it's from not scratch. Like the Walking no. Dead, where we're like, well, look, too busy, you know, growing corn and fighting zombies to do a podcast. Um, cause, and besides, what are you doing a podcast about? Growing corn and fighting zombies? Sure, okay. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Was that it's your stomach? Time. Did your stomach that just is. growl? Nice. That is. <laughs> Just getting everything of it today. <laughs> Sorry. Spectacular. Feed me, Seymour. Oh, no, I ate. The wife oh. actually made me a nice breakfast sandwich. Very nice. Oh, nice, we started. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yes, I've I'm not eaten yet. Well, that's that's neither here nor there. I, I don't eat until about noon, generally. Ah, uh, no, I'm trying out the door at 12, 30-ish. Oh, I'm trying to do the intermittent fasting thing. I gotcha. So I, I gotcha. eat between 12 and eight i gotcha okay and then that's, that's it. it yeah um so we're gonna cover the leo brothers versus the monster brothers yeah episode 22 of ultraman leo 96 1974 uh kiyosumi fuzukawa is our director of screenplay uh shigamitsu taguchi special skill director koichi takano now viewer rating uh oh. Based based on your enjoyment of this episode, what do you think the viewer rating was? Being that the last one was a six something, or a little lower. I don't. I'm remember. gonna go with this one was an eleven because it twelve. Was way- oh, look at me! It was good, <laughs> guys. This is a fantastic episode of. This Ultraman was Leo. a well done episode. It had touching storyline. Mm-hmm. Drama for kids. Uh-huh. A second ultra coming in. Mm-hmm. This one was way better. Two monsters. Yes. Two monsters and, with, with English pun names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I noticed that part. I was, I was like, and well, I didn't notice it until his brother showed up. The main monster's name is Gallon. Like, as in units you purchase milk in. Um, right. Uh, in America. I mean, in America, you know, his younger brother is named Leader, as in units you purchase milk in everywhere else. So, and a smaller unit of measurement. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, Leader, that's funny. I get it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I saw Gallon, I'm like, "All right, whatever, whatever." I thought that's it was a, a and romanization, it. and they were his real name was Garen, and it's that RL thing. See, I, again, I was right? kind of going with Galleon or could it, okay, you know, it could be Garen, yeah. anything it was, like that. But then they came yeah. out with Leader and I'm like, okay. Oh, uh, this is on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he looks kind of like, uh, you know, those water bugs that have those pincher bottoms? Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly But they're every was. place on them. <laughs> they were absolute. And I give them the fact that they tried to hide this guy behind a lot of smoke for the oh. first five minutes or so. I mean, all <laughs> kinds of smoke to hide. I was, I was talking to Matt about this yesterday, and he's like, oh, my God, the breath weapon goes for like three minutes solid. <laughs> yep. yep. This is, guys, this is how you integrate cheap fireworks into your monster suits effectively. <laughs> Absolutely. All kinds of smoke. <laughs> yeah, they just put like a friggin' Roman candle in this thing's mouth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's shooting like this 
vast array of sparks out of its mouth. Like that was great. Oh my that was god! Fantastic. Just leveling <laughs> everything. It was so good. It really, and, um, really was. So when the Monster Brothers attack Tokyo, Leo remembers the loss of his own younger brother, Astra. But is Astra truly gone? Uh -huh. So uh, there's literally uh, no uh, no plot. All right. But hold on. I'm sure there's. Let's see if there's one here. Um, uh, yeah, Garen and Leader were Monster Brothers who had come to Japan to cause havoc. You know, right, of vacation, course. That's what vacation, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, Gallon was the first to surface and <coughs> quick to cause destruction. Of course, when Mac arrives on the scene, uh, Gallon's flares quickly down their jets. That's another thing. He's shooting Mackies out of the sky like crazy. He's supposed this. They you see one going down, and then they tell you he's killed a bunch of them, hurt another bunch, and that was the fourth plane that he shot down. Yeah. by himself yeah they're like finally we have oh did you see that lightning i did not oh crazy I see the rain but i didn't see the lightning yeah i think there was just lightning either that or i had a mini stroke i'm not sure um <laughs> but anyhow don't um, go toward the light <laughs> <laughs> finish the episode finish the episode <laughs> um so we we opened up though we for, i forgot to mention we opened up on momoko's birthday party right and right. um and Dan and, is there and uh the, the I forget the other guy that's not I there. The other guys. Um, oh no, I'll the Onuru was the the guy. Onori. The, Onori. Onori. That's his name. yeah. Yeah. So they're like, where's Onori son? And they're like, Well, he's biking somewhere. And I don't remember why he was biking instead of being just because he's a biker. There was no particular yeah. reason given, just because he was a biker. Sure. But so they cut to him, right? And he is wearing the stripiest of outfits, right? And, oh God, yes! But Just it, in case you didn't realize he was a biker, they said, "No, no, no, he's a biker." Let's make sure <laughs> not only that he's wearing stripy patterns that are different on his shirt, shorts, socks, and visor. Um, yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> so he's he's riding away from the monster destruction, and uh, I love when a Tori catches up with him and he's like, "I keep riding away." And I think the monster's following me. Maybe I shouldn't have worn this outfit. <laughs> Maybe this red shirt was a bad idea. The red In a rare shirt. moment of clarity. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have worn that outfit to begin with. Unless, of course, that's to, to... I mean, it's a very visible outfit. Maybe that's the idea. Like, oh, I don't want to get hit by a car. So I'll just... You're not going to get hit by a car with that outfit because they are going to see you. There is no right. doubt. You're also not going to get hit on by any, by any ladies because, oh boy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Gen gets called out of the Gen gets called out of the um, birthday party, sadly, after lighting one singular lonely candle. Yes. Um, yes. And um, so, you know, uh, um, uh, what's his face? Dan Moraboshi's like, look, you got to... Go in there. We're gonna we're gonna hold. We're gonna evacuate everybody. We're gonna hold the fort. We're gonna hold the line. Transform to Leo and fight the monster. But right, he is running past the place and he hears brother Leo, brother Leo. You have to save me. And he's like, well, and it's these two kids who are trapped in um, what every child plays in um, in seventies Japanese movies, uh, uh, some sort of wrecking yard and uh, <laughs> uh, burning rubble. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just burning rubble. You, you didn't play in burning rubble when you were young. <laughs> I will admit that when they were redoing the sewers in our neighborhood, um, and they were putting in them, th- them. Oh, what's what's with me? When did that happen? Um, they were putting in those big um, eight foot round. Yeah, the the actual trunks of tunnel, right? Yeah. Um, and they had them on the street. You ran through those. They were of course, we did. We uh-huh. were riding our bikes through them, Absolutely. and then, Every then we got chased day. away by men in hard hats. <laughs> One day, well, see what we did when when we wrote when we went to them. They were behind <laughs> fences, but you could easily go over a fence yeah, yeah. in the middle of the night because you knew the cops didn't want you to go there. Oh, so no. you played we're it in the middle of the night, broad daylight, broad daylight. <laughs> we're just riding our bikes. We're we put we put uh, wood in because they left them. They didn't keep them connected. So they left them separate. So we put wood ramps to go into them. And then, oh, God. oh, yeah. And they just left them unattended for like two weeks. Oh, it probably great. wasn't two weeks. Like, but you remember this two weeks. That's yeah. my, my child brain telling me. It was forever. It was <laughs> exactly. probably two days. Probably two, three days. But max. the fact that they left them in long enough that you could build some wooden ramps to get into right. them. So we're long. doing... We're playing on top of them, climbing through the holes, using oh, yeah. the little ladder bits, you know, having <laughs> the best time. And then one day we get there, and there's a bunch of construction guys who are like, you can't play here. <laughs> Why so not? Like, we have for days. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, fine, guys, let's go find some new construction to walk around in. So we did. We When they were redoing, when they were building the developments in back of us, we were constantly walking through people's houses that nobody bought yet. Right, right. Right. Like, oh, look, this is where the bathroom's going to be. This is exciting. <laughs> it was the 70s, guys. There wasn't much going on, is what I'm saying. We didn't have exactly. your fancy internets and your Twitters and your Facebooks. And 500 channels of television. He had three or four. <laughs> well, this this may have been on the cusp of cable, where we okay. had 30 channels. <laughs> we'll never run out of things to watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is back when even cable channels at, like, 1 o'clock, they're like... Screw it. We're going to bed. Put the flag on in the anthem. Then put the color bars up till seven. Then we'll come exactly. back. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't, nothing was 24 hours. I, I don't no. even think C-SPAN was 24 hours. There was C-SPAN wasn't thing. in the, C-SPAN wasn't until basically the eighties even. Okay. That could be too. I don't remember when we got cable, but I, I it had to have been in 79, 78, something, 78, 79, okay. something like that. Cause that's when I started watching Ultraman. Right, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So had to be sometime around that. But uh, it's too bad I can't call the cable company and go, "Listen, I need to ask you when the <laughs> records go back to this day. Like when? When did my when did it actually start? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I that'd be funny if I could do that. I wonder. That's gonna. I'm gonna put a pin in that. Anyhow, so they get the younger brother saved, and um, and did you happen to notice the boys, the two boys' last name? No, they were Leo brothers. Well, no, the 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 boys. The one of the boys' name Leo was Leo. Brothers. One of the no, boys' no. name was Leo. Yes, name was Leo. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Uh huh. No. Don't make me come well, over there. <laughs> well, if you did, you could come get your books. But that's okay. <laughs> there's no. All right, hold on. I got. There's got to be a. Um, the one kid's name was Leo, and the other kid's name was something like uh, vaguely Astra naming. 
Um, no, no, no. That they, their first names were something different, but their last name was Leo. You are incorrect, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, they save him. Um, let's see. Uh, nah, 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 nah. So he's he's the the younger brother's fine, but um, well, he's in the hospital, and they're hoping that he's going to be fine. Uh, right. And he's and so. Gen talks to the kid and he's like, listen, I lost my brother in the same kind of accident during a monster fight. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah, they're going to do their best for him. And then Dan Maraboshi shows up. And he's like, look, a lot of people, a lot more destruction was caused and a lot more injuries happened because you saved that kid. Leave the people to us. Do what you have to do. And he's like, you're right. And for once, he didn't like super berate him. He didn't beat him the crap out of him with his cane. You know, like <laughs> it was nice. Like, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was nice. So, um, uh, so th they fight and then leader shows up and, uh, like, uh, Ultraman Leo tries to fight both of them at once. And even Dan Marbos, she's like, you can't, you have to you fight gallon first. He's much more, yeah, yeah. much more dangerous. Um, but no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, and uh, so, of course, Leo gets himself beaten with some really great tag team wrestling moves. Yeah, that that was actually very, very good. The only thing that could have made this episode more, this is obviously wrestling, is if they had some sort of ring constructed out of high tension wires, <laughs> <laughs> which has to have been done somewhere. You got to figure. You Somebody has figure. to have made... Yeah, somebody has to have made a like monster fight with surrounded by high tension wires, or they're like going off the top rope. It has to be. <laughs> That's great. So then Dan Moraboshi uses his ultra willpower or ultra um oh ultra, oh, ultra psychokinesis. Psychone psychokinesis, yes. Right. And it, it and like knocks when did he get great that? effect. Yeah, but when did he get that? Was We've it seen episode? it. We've seen it before. But it's been so long since we watched those earlier episodes that I couldn't tell you when it happened. Okay, okay. Yeah, but he's done it before, and that, of course, leaves him exhausted. The monsters take off um, and bury themselves, leaving a lot of casualties in their wake. Um, sometime later, both Gallon and Leader resurface and resume their destruction from before, this time heading for the hospital. Of course. Uh, yeah, and this time, uh, Gen, of course, transforms into Ultraman Leo. But, of course, he's no match for the Monster Brothers' combined strength. And was soon overwhelmed. And I swear to you, this is the first time we've seen the color timer go off. In this show, yeah. Because I actually it? wrote I it down. So, right? I think like... it might be. Because he usually doesn't stay very long on screen at all. Yeah, he they beats the crap the out of the end. monster. Then, then does one energy thing. And that's that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But this was a lot of rolling, a lot of punching. Now, I didn't like the fact that it was sped up. But I'm going to let this slide because I understand that that's what this show does. The only thing I can think of is they were like, how do we up the action quotient without literally upping the action quotient? <laughs> right. Without actually paying a whole lot more money, how do we up it? Right. We make how it do go we do faster. it without blowing crap up more, which we can't afford, fellas? And one guy was like, I don't know if it was faster. And like, that it. that's it, Jerry. You're right. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. We, th we uh, today we salute you, Jerry Yamamoto, for coming up with the idea of speeding up the film. <laughs> um, and so uh, he uh, he's no match. Um, now, meanwhile, biker guy shows up again, 
and uh, am I wrong that this is supposed to be the next day? No, it's but all he's the same wearing, day. Oh, okay, because he's wearing the same outfit. No, it's all supposed to be the same sworn day. that it was the next day because the kid is in the hospital room now. Well, you saw like, them taking the kid away from the rubble. So right, then they go to the hospital. That more about um, Genitori's there. He talks to the kid like, "I lost my brother too. Your brother's going to be fine." Morboshi shows up, tells him, "Go do the Ultraman thing," right? And then when the and then he goes and does the Ultraman thing in the same day, just later on in the day. Boy, I could have sworn this was the next. Like something made me think this is the next day, and I'm like, "Why is this guy not changed out of this stripey outfit?" (laughs) No, it's it's the same day. That's fine. Okay, so this red ball of energy falls from the sky, and everybody's like, oh, no, it's going to be another monster. But no, it's Ultraman Astra, Leo's long-lost brother, who had indeed survived the destruction of L-77 as well. Uh, Now, with the odds even, the Leo brothers soon uh, turn the tides of battle, and And that and Peter are ultimately destroyed by the Ultra Double Flasher. Is that what it was? <coughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Now, this the battle that they had with the two ultras and the two monsters. It was great. That was excellent. All practical effects, all yep. rolling, all you know, judo and all rolling, all and chopping mayhem. <laughs> fun. Love it. Loved it was it. A, absolutely fantastic. And then they kind of embrace. They nodded each other a couple of times. And then Astra sods off. They both fly up, and Astra is like, "All right, I'll see you." Leo's like, yeah. "Great, nice to be in touch." And, <laughs> and off you go. go off in different directions. There's no explanation about <laughs> what, how he survived, where has he been? Nothing. Anything? No. It could have been those two scenes where we see them nodding at each other and kind of like looks like they're kind of having a conversation. Well, see, the- perhaps it's. Perhaps it's telepathic. What you can go with is we know that there are other shows now coming where the Ultra Brothers are both in the show. So they can put more backstory into it. I don't think they intended on using a second Ultra Brother until this episode. But will they? That's the question. (laughs) Uh, Like you mentioned, like, wow, you know, I thought he was dead. Yeah, there he is. Okay, well, I'll see you again in another 600 years or whatever the hell it is. Like you said, they did so many turns in this show because it's 50 episodes that you're like, I, 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 uh, there's another turn. Let's go. Yeah, Keep This is why I'm not crazy about the idea of people are like, oh, they wouldn't it be great if they did 52 episodes a year like uh, Common Rider? And I'm like, no, no. no. The quality get, would go down quickly. Yeah, there's going to be more filler. There has yeah. to be, just by the law of averages. Yeah. You have double the chance of crap episodes. And we we have had some crap episodes. It's, you can't deny it. Yeah. But because there's only 20-some-odd, they can put twice as much money as if they had 50 episodes. That's what so, I think. I don't. People are like, no, they would totally raise the budget. I'm like, I don't think they would no. double the budget. They might raise it, but I don't think they're going to double the budget. No. Because I have watched one or two episodes, not a lot, of The Common Rider. Yeah. And you can see, yes, there is a budget, but it's not the it's same smaller. budget as yeah. Ultraman. Now, yeah, they have a- more episodes, so you can watch it and see more stuff, 
sure, uh-huh. but the budget is not the same, and you can see it in the individual episodes. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of Common Rider. I've seen some here and there. If anyone wants to recommend a series that I should, I should see, and where I can see it, I will, uh, I will uh, do my best to do my due diligence and, and poke around at that. Like, there's a Tokusatsu series called Garo that people have been like, "Oh my god, you gotta watch Garo. And I watched like three episodes, and I'm like, "This looks cheap." Uh, like, I doesn't it doesn't uh, grab me. I lose, I lose interest my, quickly. Not even that. I lose my uh, suspension of disbelief. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Yeah. So then we have our little birthday party at the end, and um, oh, what I really liked was when um, they were like, "Oh, it's a shame that um, so and so could be here," and uh, and he walks Tor- right in. Tor- well, no, like the first time, and Tor was like, "Ah, Momoko only cares that Gen's here," and she's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> not true. Not true. Not true. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> and Jet, I like that. I thought that was cute. That's that's yes, a total kid yes. thing to do. <laughs> so, um, trivia for this episode. Go ahead. Garen's, uh, Gallon suit is reused and modified for Black Mariah from the Subaraya series, Dinosaur War Eisenborg. Okay, uh, we've heard about that series before. Yes, while Leader's suit was a reused and modified Antelis suit, which I don't remember who that is. No. Gallon is meant to be older than Leader. Both Gallon and Leader... Uh, have reused Gamora roars. I knew I knew uh, that roar, and I couldn't think of who okay. it was. Fair enough. Um, his roar is low pitched, while Leader's roar is unedited. Um, their names are, of course, puns for liquid measurement terms. Um, as, as in real life, a gallon is comprised of approximately four liters. Um, although not physically seen, Leader is one of the monsters that makes up uh, Belly Dora's neck. In Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Legends, the movie. Sure, sure, sure. Gallon is 63 meters, 40,000 tons. His origin is underground near Tokyo. He can burrow with moderate speed. Spark breath. Highly yeah, explosive spark breath. sparks. <laughs> Pardon me. He can also spit fireball-like flames from his mouth. Of course he can. One at a time or in rapid succession. Um, and he sends out a low-pitched call for help which is instantly answered by his younger brother. Oh, God. Um, who is 58 meters tall, 30,000 tons, uh, and can pretty much do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Of course you can. Of course yeah. you can. There are, by the way, toys for both Gallon and Leader. Oh, of course there are. And they are, I'm sure they're stupefyingly expensive. Well, yeah, considering it's 40 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on top of that. I didn't even think about that, but I want to see if they put in a... They put in their first appearance and all that stuff. No, so this, I might guess is this is the only appearance of these guys. Probably, that's a problem we're having with a lot of these Leo monsters. Is this is really their only appearance ever? Right. So, Again, so here's what I want. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay, go ahead. 2024 will be the anniversary of Leo. Right, the 50th anniversary of Leo. Fair right. enough. So whoever our Ultraman is in 2024 Ultraman checking or whatever. Um, <laughs> he's a stand-up comedy Ultraman. It's going to, of course, great. of course yeah. runs into the league of also ran monster who are and all of the Leo monsters who are still. Yeah. They're still salty about getting their butts handed to them by Ultraman Leo. Right. Um, 
and uh, somehow they've been reconstituted by some <laughs> magic or whatever. Yeah, some uh, some <laughs> Ultraman Doctor Doom like uses some sort of uh, ultra magic and and reconstitutes the League of Also Rans. Now they come to Earth, and you have like a four episode arc with Ultraman Checky or whatever, Ultraman Leo, and we bring back Bach. Bach can come <laughs> back as the warning, and it's a grown up adult Bach. Right, if right. You get course. the same guy. That would be super awesome for continuity. And we all know they love they love continuity. to bring back the old actors, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So why not? I think that's that's our that's our bring back Bach campaign. There you go. There you I, think, go. I think it could be done. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we have a. I don't think we have a, a problem. I Except think for the fact work. that it, they don't want to bring Leo back. For much more than an episode, they I, really don't. I don't know. Leo's a very popular character. His series may not be fantastic. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of like nostalgia and love for Ultraman Leo. Okay, okay fine. Sure, for us. sure, yeah, sure. exactly. Oh, hey, another little bit of trivia, and then I'll, uh, we'll wrap up. Remember the commercial for uh, the Ultraman DNA set or the Ultraman DNA exhibit that's going on? In yes, Japan? yes. And there, there's the girl. And we yeah. kind of goofed on her being like, I'm collecting a paycheck. She was the female uh, science patrol officer in um, in the uh, Heisei Ultra 7 series that we've never, that we haven't seen yet. Oh. Yeah. Nice, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Fair there enough. you go. Yeah. So she does That's have a, cool. she is related to the Ultraman franchise. Not a pretty, just a pretty face that they put on there collecting a paycheck. Actually, former actress from the show collected a paycheck. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I found that. I was like, "Huh, all right, cool." There you go. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that. So, um, I think that's it. Um, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, our coffee account will be up soon. I'll let you guys know when that happens. And uh, you can buy us a cup of coffee. Um, there you go. There you and uh, go. we're we'll nice also guys. have some. Yeah. We'll also have some other ways for support of the podcast. Um, again, I know times are tough. You don't have to do anything. What you're doing is good. The more you listen, the yeah, more you tell other people to listen. Um, spread the word. Go on any Ultraman forums and pages that we might not happen to be on and uh, and spread the word of the podcast. So I'm, yeah. I'm doing my best, but I'm sure there are corners of the internet that, I, that I'm unaware of. Um, I'm sure that there are. Involving yeah, sure Ultraman. Um, but yeah, so that's about it. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, on behalf of the Science Patrol, my name is Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bach. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.